Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture Illallahu ahdahu la sharika la Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluhu يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله خير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها فإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وإنما توعدون لآت وما أنتم بمعجزين I praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's the only one worthy of praise I seek his help, his guidance and his forgiveness I believe in him and I trust him I seek refuge in Almighty Allah from the evil of our passions Indeed, whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides him to Islam, no one can mislead him after Allah. <coughs> and whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put him astray, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify, O believe, that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbil Alameen. And I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger and the seal of all the prophets. O Muslims, you must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah, which is the Quran. The best guidance is the course of the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is his sunnah. The worst of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of Islam will lead to hellfire. I adjure you as well as myself. To fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of your ability. Fear Allah and don't die unless you are Muslims. After this, I greet you all with the greeting of Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and the blessing of Almighty Allah be with you all. I'd like to welcome all of you for our series concerning tafsir. And today, inshallah, this is the second part of Surah Al-Ghashiyah, Surah number 88. Uh, we had covered last week uh, up to verse number 16. So, inshallah, today we continue from there. And as usual, we're going to recite 
the surah first or the second part of it. After this, inshallah, we go about word by word translation. After this, general translation. And after this, inshallah, will be our tafsir. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم verse number 17 أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت Again, أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت أفلا Why not? Do not ينظرون is a verb from نظرة means to look إلى to or at الإبل is plural which means camels كيف how خلقت is a verb from خلق يخلق خلقت is in the best tense that means been created verse number 18 وإلى السماء كيف رفعت Again. وإلى السماء كيف رفعت و means أن إلى أت السماء the sky the plural plural of سماء السماء single السماء means the sky is singular كيف 
هاو رفعت بن ريد ثم رفع تو ريد or to lift verse number 19 وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الجبال إلى تو أرأت الجبال is the plural of جبل mountain كيف how نصبت erected or fixed firm Verse number 20 وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت Again verse number إلى تو or at الأرض the earth كيف how سطحت spread out general meaning for verses number 17 to 20 do they not look at the camels how they are created and at the heaven how it is raised and at the mountains how they are rooted and fixed firm and at the earth how it spread out now the tafsir this verse is dealing with the most important issues in the whole Islam which is the aqidah, the belief the aqidah in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator, the one who is worthy of all our worship and our devotion. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala getting the attention of mankind towards his creation. Because observing and looking to the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the greatest evidence because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we could not see him with our own naked eyes in this life 
Therefore, out of Allah's mercy, that He made evidence and clear evidence and obvious signs to let us get to know about Him, His existence, His ability, His oneness, and as a result of this, is going to be our submission to Him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, why they did not reflect? Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us eyes, give us ears, give us mind, give us heart. Allah didn't give us these things for us to fool around and waste time and play games. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us all these facilities to be a means and a vehicle to lead us and to make us get to know about Him and as a result of this, we will worship Him. So we need to utilize the eyes, the ears, the tongue, the heart, the mind, everything in whatever help us to get closer to Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He didn't give you the mind and the eyes for nothing. As a result of this, this will be a calamity and disaster if the people are not using the intelligence and their eyes and their vision and their hearts to reflect and to get to reach the reality and the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And out, out of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mercy that he asks us to reflect and think not too far. Not too far. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't ask mankind to dig under the ground 70 feet looking for a sign and for evidence that Allah exists. Allah is telling you, look to what surrounded you. Don't go too far. And even in other verses, it's saying, وَفِي أَنفُسِكُمْ أَفَلَا تُبُصِرُونَ And in your own self, why you don't reflect? In actuality, my brothers and sisters, we don't need to go too far. Sitting in your house, look around yourself, in your backyard, there is hundreds, hundreds of signs point to you about the existence of Allah and the oneness of Allah and the abilities of Allah. Look under your feet. See the ants. Look to this breeze that hitting your skin and your face. Look to this sun above you. Look right, look left. You will count hundreds of evidence, but if a person is blind in his heart, in his mind, he's not going to be able to see anything. So, even without going in your backyard, sitting with your own self, how you can deny Allah? Look to yourself, look to your heart, look to your tongue, how a piece of flesh can be talking, and why another piece of flesh is not talking. Subhanallah, why is the tongue can talk and the thumb doesn't talk? Look to your thumb, look to your fingers, 
Look to everything in you. Look to your hair. See in the hair, in one year. Study it. And see the abilities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talking to these people, this Arab and this Bedouin people, and these people who are living in the desert, those people who are rejecting the message of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, those people who associate in part beside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah didn't take them too far, but ask them to reflect in their immediate surrounding conditions. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts with something that is very close, and they are so familiar with it, which are the camels. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like, say, what's wrong with these people? Why they did not reflect? Why they are not looking? Why they are not examining? Look to the camels. Start with this thing that you ride on it. Look the strength in the camel. Look to the huge, this huge animal that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants this animal to attack you, devour you, in a matter of minutes, you'll be killed, you'll be bleeding, you'll be dead. Look how high the camel compared to the person. But this camel, with all this strength and all this height, Allah make it submissive for your own use. Look to this camel. How a little kid, even not you as adult, a little kid can take the rope and lead the camel, and the camel will follow him wherever he takes him. Look to the camels and their ability of their traveling, their patience to go days without drinking, go through the desert, In the hot summer. And look to the benefit that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it in this animal. You can eat its flesh. You can drink from its milk. You can use it as a transportation. You can carry your belongings on it. You can use the skin for different things. Water sack, making clothes, making shoes, making bags. Subhanallah. And even the bones of it. Look to all this in one thing, the camel. Look above you. Look to the sky. No defect, no cracks, all the things, it's supposed to be 
I mean the unveiling to tell you about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You don't see any pillars. How this instruction and how this big umbrella and this big huge dome that over the whole earth has no pillar or with pillar but you could not see it with your own eyes. You reflect on this? Look to it during the day and look to it during the night and see the beauty of the stars and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it decoration and also make it a means of guidance that you can know the time, you can know the direction. Why you don't reflect on this? Why you deny Allah? Why you deny the message? Is the sky too far for you to look? What about the mountains? Look to this mountain. How huge it is. How big it is. How strong they are. And look how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it as a means to st- stable this earth. And can you imagine that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the mountains in certain areas only? Can you imagine if Allah made the whole earth to be mountains? And look to the earth, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spread it out. It's not limited. Doesn't matter how many people. Every day people born, newborn, hundreds and thousands. But you never see that somebody doesn't have a place to live. That the land expired, there's no more place for people to put houses. You can build houses, you can cultivate. All these things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it means and ways. For those who want to reflect, those who want to think, to those who want really to know the Creator, Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't make it secretism. Only some people can see it. Allah didn't make the mountains for only some people can see the mountains. The mountain is not sitting in a museum. Only special people can enter. Only you have to pay a ticket to see it. Allah makes his signs available for free for everybody. And he make it numerous. If you could not see the mountains, see the sky, if you could not see the skies, look to the trees, if you could not see the trees, see the animals, you could not see the animals, see the fish, whatever country you live in, wherever you are, you will find the signs and the miracles of Allah surrounded you, and all of it is telling you that there is a creator, and one who is taking care of it, nourish it, and make it function. So do you think he deserve your submission and your obedience or no? But to those who could not see these things is not because they is not exist, but because they choose to close their eyes 
You choose to be blind. They choose not to think. So they can find excuse. Not to submit. And not to pray. And not to bow down with those who bow down before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And after this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in verse number 21 فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّمَا أَنْتَ مُذَكِّرْ فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّمَا أَنْتَ مُذَكِّرْ so, remind. Inna ma, for sure. Inna ma, only. Anta, you, which you referring to the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Muzakir, a reminder. Verse number 22 Lasta alayhim bimusaytir Again Lasta alayhim Not The text the pronoun referring to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu are not alayhim upon them or over them the musaitr a dictator overseer in charge verse 23 <laughs> Again, إِلَّا مَنْ تَوَلَّى وَكَفَرْ Except, إِلَّا Save Man Who تَوَلَّى Turn away تَوَلَّى Turn away وَا means an كَفَرْ Disbelieve Verse number then يُعَذِّبُهُ يُعَذِّب is a verb means to punish يُعَذِّبُهُ punishing him Allah the Almighty العذاب this is the noun here punishment so the verb is يُعَذِّب and the noun is عذاب Al-Akbar, the greatest. Al-Akbar means the greatest. 
verse number 25. Again. Inna verily. Ilaina. Ilaina ila means to. Na us. Ilaina to us. Iyabahum. Their return. Their return. Verse number 26. ثم إن علينا حسابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم على means on نا أس علينا حسابهم their reckoning their reckoning general translation so remind them O Muhammad you are only one who reminds you are not dictator over them, save the one who turns away and displeases. Then Allah will punish him with the greatest punishment. Verily, to us will be their return. Then verily, for us will be their reckoning. Okay? The tafsir. After Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala invited mankind to look and to observe, to get to know about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but like I said, some people, they choose to close their eyes and their hearts before their eyes. They don't want to see. They try to avoid it. For simple reasons, they don't want to be obligated. They don't want to carry obligation. They don't want to be dealing with halal and haram. They want to keep following their desires and their lust. That everything is okay. You see? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if those people did not reflect and think, and as a result of thinking and reflecting, they will come to be Muslims and surrender, so if they choose to close their eyes, they turn away from the message. So, you Muhammad, what you need to do? Nothing but continue preaching. Continue teaching. Keep giving the da'wah. Because this is your job, Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Doesn't matter who believes. And who doesn't, you continue. The people accept the message or did not. You do your job. 
Your job is to deliver the message. Turning the heart to a man is not your job. Neither you are in charge of those people. You deliver the message. Those who accept it, they benefit their own self. Those who reject it, they are the losers. So from here also we understand. This is the job of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. Guidance in the, ha- in the hands of Allah. Not in the hand of the Prophet. The same way, the scholars, the teachers, the da'iyah, the students of knowledge, those who came after the Prophet ﷺ carry his da'wah, their job is to teach, to preach, to advise, to correct. Now, whatever the people do, this is not our job. This between them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this doesn't stop us to carry our obligations. Those who are under our obligation, we are in charge of them, especially if they are under the age of puberty. We don't leave the kids running crazy. No salah, doing like kafirun and everything. And after this, Allah said, you are not in charge of them. The Prophet ﷺ is telling us, كُلُّكُمْ رَاعٍ وَكُلُّكُمْ مَسْؤُولٌ عَنْ رَعِيَتِ Okay? Each one of you is a shepherd, is a governor. And each one of you is going to be responsible about his government. A man is responsible about his family. And the women are responsible about her husband's house. And the children, especially in the absence of the husband. You see, we could not neglect our obligation. But this related to the people which we don't have a responsibility over them. Those people who walk in the street, those people who are our managers and those people who are our neighbors, we are not responsible about them, but we still give the dawah. So there is a difference between your neighbor and your daughter. There is a difference between your colleague in the job and your son. There is a difference between the woman who walking in the street and a woman that is your wife. It's two different responsibility. So some people you are in charge of them, and some people you have no authority of them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, Ya ayu al-ladheena amanu, O anfusakum wa ahlikum nara. Oh, you believe. Save yourself and your children from hellfire. Okay? So we could not, we could not run away from our responsibility. But this verse relating to people that we have no responsibility toward them. They are not related to us. They are not under our own supervision. We are not feeding them. We are not sheltering them. We are not hiring them. Okay? Nevertheless, the messenger has to continue doing his job. Now the people, if they receive the message, alhamdulillah, if they did not receive it well, now the messenger continued his mission, and this between the people and Allah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wa ta'ala making very serious threat here, say, إِلَّا مَنْ تَوَلَّى وَكَفَرُ Those people who turn away 
They don't want to listen. They don't believe. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will seize them. Allah will punish them. And look what Allah is saying here. فَيُعَذِّبُهُ الْعَذَابَ الْأَكْبَرِ First, why? Why? Because it turned away. The message had came. This is what we have to understand. See, the fairness of Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the most compassionate, most merciful. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also is fair. So the message had came. And they deny it and they turn away and they choose to disbelieve. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying he will go to punish such a person. And he say what? Al-Azab al-Akbar. Al-Azab al-Akbar. The greatest punishment. Okay? Because whatever that you see in this dunya is nothing compared to the hereafter. As the Prophet ﷺ telling us about this fire, that we use it to our, our clothes, to heat our food, to cook our meal. This is nothing compared to the real fire in the hereafter. The other one exceeded in heat, in severity, in punishment, in hurting 69 times more. You see? So this fire that we use it in this dunya is only one of 70. Can you imagine what this hellfire is? This thirst and this starvation and hunger and all the things and anxiety and trouble, this is nothing compared to the hereafter. As a result of this, Allah call it what? The greatest punishment. The greatest punishment. Because all what we see, persecute, starvation, uh, unfair and unjust rulers and humiliation is, is, is a punishment, but is nothing compared to the hereafter. As the Prophet ﷺ is telling us that the most fortunate person of this dunya, Allah will take him in the hereafter, and he will dip him in his fire only one time. He was the most fortunate person of this dunya. A lot of money, a lot of cars, a lot of women, a lot of this and that. But he's a kafir. So he's supposed to go to hell fire. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dip him in hell fire only one day, he will ask him, did you ever see any fortune in your life? He say, no Allah, I never saw anything good in my life. Not because this person is lying. What do you mean he's not lying? In actuality he's not lying, but he made to you is lying. But what is the problem here? That one dip in hellfire was sufficient to erase all this good memory that he experienced in life. So it's not that he denied or he's lying that one dip in hellfire was sufficient to make him forget all this pleasure that he had. Now you can see why Allah called it Al-Azab Al-Akbar. 
You can imagine when a person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when their skin, كلما نضجت جلودهم بدلناهم جلودا غيرها. Every time their skin is melted, Allah will revive and rebuild their skin again so they can feel the fire. We ask Allah to protect us. And again Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala making undirect threat. So serious he's saying Inna ilayna iyabahum. Their return is to me. Ilayna to us. Us does not mean we as a plural, but Allah talking about himself, and he is the greatest of all things and every, so he talks about himself with the pronoun as we, does not mean Allah and the angels and Gabriel and, and, and. So now, if you know your return to Allah, should you be prepare yourself for the meeting with Allah? Allah is saying that you're coming back to me. So what does this mean? What does this mean? We need to reflect. We stand for a moment here. We think. Allah say you're coming back to me. What we're going to be doing when we, we stand there before Allah? Subhanallah. What we're going to be saying? What we're going to be doing? Allah saying, those people, they're coming back to me. Their return is to me, only to me. Nobody else will deal with them except me. And he's saying, ثُمَّ إِنَّ عَلَيْنَا حِسَابَهُمْ And Allah, and only Allah, your reckoning will be with him. If you show good out of yourself, Allah will show you good. If you show good, believe and amal salih in this dunya, now Allah be with you to you, to you in the day of judgment, in the way that you will be pleased with. But if you act in kufr and disbelieve in this life, Allah will be to you in a manner that fits your disobedience and your kufr. So again, this is a serious warning. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala closing this chapter, chapter 88, Al-Ghashiyah, with it, by reminding us about the hellfire and the reviving after death and the reckoning. So we can see the surah from the beginning to the end deals with belief. Talks about the day of judgment and the horrible things that are going to be happening there. What's going to be happening there in hellfire from punishment and what's going to be happening there in Jannah and the pleasure.
And again, it goes back to the aqidah, believe in Allah. And the signs and things that for us to reflect and see Allah's oneness. And again, goes back again to remind us about our resurrection. And we prepare for the hisab and the reckoning. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us all to do better to please him. Ameen. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبسوسة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر ذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم Inshallah with this we come to the end of Tafsir Explanation of Surah Al-Ghashiyah The overwhelming Surah number 88 Thank you for listening May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make this class beneficial for me and you And those who listen to it Inshallah In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa, P.O. Box 29465, Riyadh, 
1-800-114-1457 Saudi Arabia Phone 445-4900 Also 491-6065 Fax 497-0126 If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh